J.C. Corcoran Podcast. Hello, darling. Hello, Mr. Cox. You ready to sing one? I'm always ready. Well, all right. In my dreams, you're blowing me some kisses. That's one of my favorite things to do. You and I could go down in history. That's what I'm praying to do with you. Let's do it. Demons. That's what love and Jesus are about. Looking in your eyes, I start believing. Let's bring this whisper to a shout. Let's do it in ways that make us feel good. Let's. Sighing. What are you implying? You look a little tired. Music got me wired. Pretty good looking. Boy, we're really cooking now. I just wanna make out what you're saying. Read my lips, it's what you're looking for Here I am, sneaking up behind you You can always come in my back door Let's do it In ways that make us feel good Let's do it And make that sacred Put two and two together Perfect harmony we found We know it's only natural Of course it's only natural God knows it's only natural Let's do it Now I'm just getting warmed up Happy to see you again Don't be nervous, don't be rocky you're a teenage guest is Jackie now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before? 
Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. How you doing, kids? You are JC on the line.com. Apologies for the last couple of days because uh, I've, uh, well, well, first of all, I didn't have a radio show or a podcast yesterday because I had a complete and total meltdown of my entire technological system here. What happened was is I have a, a desktop, I got a Mac desktop that is now eight years old. It is considered a relic. That was the term that they used when I had a ticket to the Mac store yesterday, trying to figure out what was wrong with the damn thing. And it turned out that the internet card, the little software function deep down inside of your computer that allows you to connect to the internet wirelessly has died because the computer's old. It still works in every other way. It just won't pick up a Wi-Fi signal. So I actually had to go <laughs> over to Micro Center and pick up like a 50-foot-long Ethernet cable, which connected to my Wi-Fi connection. I'm working remotely here for the next couple of days. I'm not in Florida or St. Louis, but the Internet connection was way on the other side of the house where I'm staying, and so I'm running around trying to hook this thing up. But you know what? It finally worked, and here we are, and so blah, blah, blee, blah, as Steve Mejorani used to say. The big story is going to be the big heat. So right about uh, about the time you have breakfast tomorrow morning, there could be some pretty good thunderstorms going through, maybe even a little hail and high winds and stuff like that. And then it's going to be 90 today, but 90 tomorrow after the 50-50 chance of rain goes through. But like I said, the big story is the heat and the humidity all coming back for Thursday and Friday. Temperature should be around 100 degrees. Then it backs off a little bit first half of the weekend. And then it goes right back into at least the low to mid-90s for the holiday weekend. Boy, that sounds good to hear too, by the way. The holiday weekend. Hope you got something good planned. I hate to harp on this because I'm not really sure there's much of an appetite on the part of you guys listening to this every day about the crumbling and decayed nature of the broadcast industry. But, you know, when I got into this business, don't even I don't even want to say how many years it was ago, but when I got into the business and right up until about 20 years ago, radio, you know, any form of broadcasting was really fun. And that included television. You know, I'm over at the TV station over at Channel 5. They say we're going to send you to California for a week to just hang out with Pat and Vanna and shoot some stories for the 10 o'clock news about the Wheel of Fortune. At that time, 44 million people a night were watching Wheel of Fortune and Channel 5's ratings were absolutely absurd, and they're like, well, let's cash in on this. And I'm like, great. So you go out there, and uh, I was going on those movie junkets and for TV, and there was, all that stuff was just great. It was just gravy, just tremendous gravy. Plus, I was getting paid for it. And then things started to change. Like I said, about 20 years ago, the whole thing just started to go into the shitter. And for years, I was telling you that the industry is run by idiots and morons. And I'm sure most of you probably thought, oh, JC's just trying to be funny. And I was, but there's a way to be funny and also tell the truth. And that's what I was really doing. The reason I bring this up is because all but one of the broadcast groups, and when I say that, there's really not much in terms of the industry, and pretty much all radio stations across the country are owned by about, I don't know, six or seven major companies. The whole consolidation thing took over the broadcast industry and six or seven major companies. That's pretty much it. All of those companies, except one, 
is either bankrupt or on the verge of declaring bankruptcy. There's a group uh, called iHeart. They own, I think, six radio stations here in St. Louis, but they own about 750 around the country. And why do I bring this up? I bring this up because, again, they're doing this contesting. And if you're not listening carefully, it flies by sort of fast, which is what it is designed to do. They're hoping that you don't hear the details of the way they do these contests. But here's the way it works. Hey, be listening to get 110 today because we're going to give away $1,000 and you might win. So listen to the station at 110 today and you might win $1,000. They're like, great. Maybe even set a little alarm on your phone. I want to be listening for that opportunity. Call in and win that $1,000. And of course, you try to win it. The phone lines are jammed. And a couple of minutes later, you hear the congratulations. Hey, congratulations to Billy Barf. Billy Barf just won the $1,000. Congratulations. There's a couple of things you need to know about that. While you're listening to the radio station in St. Louis that's doing all this, all remaining five of their radio stations are also doing it. You're like, oh, wow. So that's only like a one in six chance of winning, at least in terms of the broadcast outlets, a one in six chance. Oh, no, 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 no. All 750 radio stations across the country are doing it all at the same time. So if you think, oh, look, you know, I got a chance to win. Oh, really? There's five other stations doing it? No, 750. And some of those radio stations are in major markets like, you know, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Detroit, where there's millions and millions and millions of people. Your chances of winning are about the same as getting struck by lightning. But wait a minute, JC, I heard the guy congratulated on the air. Yeah, they could have a winner in Topeka, but what they do is they quickly edit that, send it out on the internet, and all of the radio stations play the congratulatory thing. Hey, Billy Barf, congratulations. They don't tell you he's in Topeka. And that you thought that you were going to win $1,000, but you were up against millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people. But they just won't be straight with you about it. It's a deliberate attempt on their part to cloud the issue and to trick you into thinking you got a chance to win the grand. Sorry, hate to be the bearer of bad news. But again, as I was saying, you know, for years, I was like, the idiots and morons who run the radio business. I mean, they are really, really charlatans. And like I said, not all but one group, all but one group of radio stations has, this is around the country, has declared bankruptcy or is in the, on the verge of doing it. The latest, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, this is the outfit that used to be known as CBS Radio, owners of KMOX, for example. So they sold it off, Odyssey buys KMOX along with a bunch of other stations, and now they were delisted from the New York Stock Exchange for failing to maintain a $1 per share average price. Their stock is less than a dollar. It now trades, in fact, at $0.10 cents per share. KMOX and the whole CBS radio empire now penny stocks. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. This is why I guess you shouldn't be surprised when you hear what you hear. Yesterday, I was driving around and listening. I heard KMOX interviewing some guy. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's Jim Talent. Remember him, Jim Talent? And uh, he's talking about the war in Ukraine, and he keeps referring to him as Putin. Pu the first time I heard it, I was like, 
Oh, I must have misheard that. Former United States senator there, he's not going to mispronounce Vladimir Putin, at which point I hear him say Putin again, like Rasputin. And he did it for the entire area. He probably said it 10, 15 times. Real international political expert there, huh? Also, you got this guy on KTRS. His name is Jim Fairchild, and he sounds like this when he does the news. And about a minute into it, he gets less and less interested to the point where it's like he's fallen asleep during his own newscast. Can't believe that nobody has said something to him. Like, Jim, wake up. Sports guy on one of the AM stations yesterday giving a final score of 7-0, to zero, which is not how you say it. I don't know. I don't know. Inmates are running the asylum, and even the asylum has emptied out. There's pretty much nothing left. But you have me on Kate Wolf every morning at 101.5 in the city and the county and 101.7 west and beyond and online at kwolf.com with a U, K-W-U-L-F dot com. You can listen 5.30 to 10 every day. And then, of course, Monday through Thursday right here at JC on the line. Where do you want to go next? I love this. I love this. By now, I think everybody knows that John Hamm got married over the weekend. And there's a, a beautiful place up in Northern California, a big tourist spot, lots of resorts and a lot of sightseeing and just nature and just like the most beautiful area maybe in all of California. It's called Big Sur. And that is S-U-R, Big Sur. So find out that Dave Murray and his lovely bride um, like, let's plan a little trip out there to Big Sur and uh, have a little weekend getaway. It's to be it'd be fun. And Janice is no dummy. She's like, of course, let's go. Let's go up to Big Sur. So they get up there and they find out where they are staying happens to be the resort where John Hamm and his bride Anna Asiola are getting married. They picked that place because they filmed the final episode of Mad Men back there in 2015. And here's what he here's what he wrote. This is amazing. A wedding crasher. We had a great getaway. Went to Big Sur spectacular. We also had lucky Hollywood sightings. Yes, more than one. The center of the action was at the resort where we stayed last weekend. John Hamm got married Thursday. We had a chance to meet and talk with John and his soon to be wife. Of course, John is a St. Louis guy. We had a nice little visit. I mean, John Hamm. You know, he probably grew up watching Dave Murray on one of the various television stations he was on you know i mean dave started on tv in st louis back in like 77 and then he was gone for a couple of years and then came back was on channel two for something like you know 30 years i don't know but anyhow so they're talking so then on friday dave and his wife were in the hot tub and up walks john slattery and his wife john slattery from mad men and so they get in the hot tub because their room's not ready so they're just sitting in the hot tub talking about what weather i don't know but he said it was a delightful conversation so now they get up on saturday morning they're going out to breakfast and now it's paul rudd larry david sarah silverman tina fey and brooke shields the wedding was saturday at uh, big sur and dave was in the thick of all of it sometimes it's better to be lucky than good for many years on channel 11 and then subsequently on channel 4 it was a lovely reporter by the name of Kara Caswell. And I in the hots for Kara for a long time. She was so cute and so funny. And oh my God. And I remember having a conversation with her once about the fact that she liked men in tool belts. So like when her husband would be sort of like walking around the house fixing doorknobs and stuff, 
she'd be like getting hot over the whole thing. I'm like, really? Really? And then you start talking to more women about it. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A guy walking around with a hammer and some nails and just fixing shit around the house. That's better than any device that you could purchase at Priscilla's in terms of getting me ready, getting me hot and ready for it. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. So Tom Howland, like Harrison Ford, is a trained carpenter. And he says he fixed Zendaya's door early on in their relationship, and now they're in love. He used his skills also to make a kitchen table and office for his mom and cupboards in his bedroom. But it worked on the chick, and that's all that matters. This uh, business of throwing things on the stage at concerts has got to stop because it's gotten to the point now where the artists are up there in a dangerous situation, getting hit in the face with cell phones, people jumping up on stage. they got to just start tasering people or something. So the other night, Pink is doing a show, and some woman throws a box with her mom's ashes on stage. And Pink reaches over and goes, I don't know how to feel about this. So she just took the ashes, put it in front of a speaker, and continued on with the show. If you're watching the Oscars last year, Angela Bassett was up for Best Actress, and she lost to Jamie Lee Curtis. And you could tell she was not happy about it. I think she thought she was going to win and that she deserved to win, and she did not win. So the Academy is going to give her an honorary Oscar in November. Mel Brooks is going to get one, too. There's a real-life Barbie Malibu Dreamhouse listed on Airbnb. Ken is hosting two free one-night stays for two guests at their bright pink three-story house. Oh, I'll bet he is. Guests will also get their own pink and yellow Impala skates and surfboard. People are nuts about Dolly Parton. It's, it's just crazy. I mean, she's had this career for like the last 60 years, but just in the last 10, it's like she's had this resurgence in her career. So in Ireland, in Ireland last week, they said, we're going to do this event. We want you to dress up like Dolly Parton and then show up and we're going to take a picture. Maybe we'll set some sort of a record or whatever. 1,100 Dolly Parton impersonators showed up. So many of these performers, including Dolly, are not, uh, you know, they're not spring chickens anymore. What? But Paul McCartney just turned 81. And I won't go through what is a very long list of cultural icons, musicians, comedians, actors, actresses, all of whom are really, really sort of pushing it right now. You only live once. So a lot of people, when they are getting ready to die, they say, well, I'm going to do something that people will remember me by. For example, Carrie Fisher. Her ashes are held in an urn that's shaped like a Prozac pill. Arch West, that name means nothing to you, but he was the inventor of Doritos, so his urn was buried in a box surrounded by Dorito chips. Aretha Franklin, who looked like she had her share of Doritos chips during her lifetime, had four outfit changes for her three viewings and funeral. Fred Bauer, the inventor of Pringles, had his ashes buried in a Pringles can, original flavor, of course. And, of course, Tupac, his ashes were smoked by members of his former group, Outlaws. I, no, no, no. Chevy Chase is going to headline Christmas Con in New Jersey this December, 34 years after National Lampoon's. Christmas vacation, celebrity birthdays today. Chloe Kardashian, or at least parts of her, turned 39. Toby Maguire, 48. J.J. Abrams, 
the guy who created Alias and Lost and The Force Awakens and the Star Trek movies, Mission Impossible, 57. Country singer Lori Morgan is 64. Ruthless People with Danny DeVito came out on this date in 1986. Anna Nicole Smith married billionaire J. Howard Marshall on this date in 1994. She was 26. He was 90. She was a topless dancer in Houston when uh, all that was going on. Jack Lemmon passed away on this date in 2001, age 76. Had a chance to interview him for that great movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And it was 21 years ago today, 2002, John Entwistle, bassist for The Who, was found dead in his room at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Vegas. He was only 57, cause of death, heart attack brought on by excessive use of cocaine. He was also an artist and did these uh, pencil and ink drawing sketches and he dated, numbered, and autographed one of them for me. I got it hanging in my hallway. It's got to be worth something to somebody someday. And one of the strangest stories I've done in quite a while, I'm just, I'm just and I'm just going to read this because well, I think you'll get the idea. Do stores like TJ Maxx and Target give you a strong urge to poop? Got your attention now, didn't I? People on the internet are speculating why stores like these have a laxative effect. And now... There's doctors weighing in on this, and people have theories. Some say it's the adrenaline rush of being in their favorite stores. Others think it's the coffee. Whoa, 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 wait, back, back up. Some say it's the adrenaline rush of being in their favorite store. All right, here's the deal. If I haven't been to a ball game for a while, and I come walking into Bush Stadium or into Wrigley Field or something like that, I'm really excited, and I have an adrenaline rush, but I don't feel like pooping. Others think it's the coffee that uh, shoppers sip while they are shopping. And some think it might have to do with all the walking or the even the fluorescent lights, which I don't understand at all. So there's this doctor, he says, not enough definitive research on the connection between, <laughs> between TJ Maxx and emptying your bowels is available. But it could be a surge in emotion. If you're entering a new large space, you could be feeling anxiety, excitement, or overstimulation, and that tension may be getting things moving in your digestive tract. I got to know Tom Eagleton pretty well back in the day in the 80s and early part of the 90s, former United States Senator, vice presidential candidate briefly back in the 70s. The point man behind getting us an NFL team and getting the dome built and all that sort of stuff. He was a wonderful guy, by the way, and funny and smart. Speaking of Wrigley Field, I was coming back from a Cubs Cardinal weekend and ended up on a flight with him. And we just sort of talked while we were waiting, uh, you know, at the gate for better part of an hour. And then on the flight, we just talked and talked and talked. He was a fascinating guy. He told me a story. And this was, I guess, back in the very late 1960s, early 1970s. And uh, some guy came in, he was a businessman, and he needed some laws changed with regards to airports. There were certain airports that didn't allow certain types of planes in at certain times during the day and just stuff like that. And so when you're trying to start up a business and you need to have some laws changed so that your business can flourish, you have to go talk to the politicians, donate some money, and see if you can get him to change the law so you can operate the way you want to. So this guy was in there. He's meeting with Tom Eagleton. And Tom said, he said, uh, just hold on. I'll be right back. He came out of his office and out to the receptionist desk. And he told his secretary, he said, when this guy gets up and leaves, 
get a good look at him. He's a millionaire, but he's going to lose everything. It's such a squirrely idea. He is going to lose every dime he has. Get a good look at this guy on his way out. So the guy leaves. The secretary looks at him. They have a little laugh. That's the end. A couple of years later, a little outfit by the name of Federal Express was established. It was that guy. And Tom had a good laugh on it. He goes, you know, sometimes you're wrong. He said, I thought it was the goofiest idea in the world. I want to, I'm sitting in St. Louis, and I want to send a package to Chesterfield. It goes to Memphis first? Frankly, I've heard crazier ideas. The thing that made me think of that story is uh, we're catching Federal Express possibly pulling a Ferris Bueller. A lawsuit claims they've been rolling back the odometers on their used delivery trucks so they can sell them for more money. If that's true, it would be the largest odometer fraud scheme ever. The average American can only stay debt-free for eight and a half weeks before falling back into debt. And I was pretty stunned by this. On average, people are carrying around about $55,000 in debt. That apparently includes stuff like mortgages and car loans and things like that. 49-year-old man in Rhode Island facing a video voyeurism charge after he allegedly flew a drone to get a little sneak peek into the bathroom window of a female neighbor. Nice plan, Potsy. First of two nights of Van Halen at the old arena on this date back in 1984. 1998 was in Pasadena, California, doing the interviews and seeing the movie Saving Private Ryan. Now, the thing about it is by the time you guys heard about Saving Private Ryan, you were already warned about the opening half hour. We weren't. We go in there like, oh, it's some war movie with Tom Hanks. And, of course, there was just dead silence in the screening room as this thing played out. We were not prepared at all for it. And then they piggybacked on that thing, Lethal Weapon 4, which was a dreadful movie, but it got me an opportunity to talk to Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Joe Pesci, and also Chris Rock. The A-List Interview with JC and the Morning Show Grams. We're here with Chris Rock. So tell me what your encounters with police have been like up until now. Uh, not very good. A lot of license and registration. Uh, a lot of, could you take that knife out of his ass? You know, that sort of thing. Come on, you never really got into trouble with the cops. I saw that piece on 60 Minutes. You're like the most boring guy in Hollywood. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me that? Now I got to go out and Bloody. kill my wife. So. <laughs> I think that's already been done. Yeah, but, you know, they, everyone loves a sequel. <laughs> One of the best concerts I have ever seen in my life, and you might be surprised to hear me say who it is, but it was at the Sabbath Center on this day back in 2004, Simon and Garfunkel. Man, were they good that night, and they were feeding off the crowd because the crowd was really eating it up, and the two of them were looking at each other like, we are got to come to St. Louis more often. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. 1997 on this date, Los Angeles was the place. Was interviewing Jodie Foster for Contact. There's a movie about, you know, extraterrestrials and going into the depths of outer space. None of us really completely understood Matthew McConaughey's character in that movie. Was he some sort of spiritual advisor? What I mean, who was he based on? I never understood the character. It wasn't that it was bad or poorly performed. It's just that, well, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? And one of my favorite uh, character actors, Tom Skerritt, was such a son of a bitch in that movie. And of course, James Woods, who doesn't have to work at it to be a son of a bitch in a movie. Just comes natural for him. All of that on this day back in 19. 
97 in Los Angeles. And people still coming off the high, both figuratively and literally, from that concert. Over the weekend, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss, and the headliner, Willie Nelson, he just released his 151st album. That's 151. His 151st album in September. Dude! Slow down, man. You're giving Pot a bad name. And with that, the Jason Corcoran podcast for Tuesday, June 27, 2023 is in the can. Be prepared for this big heat coming Thursday and Friday where we're going to be pushing, well, probably even breaking the 100 degree mark. But we get through that and we got a holiday weekend coming up and that's all cool. All right. We're here every weekday morning at 11. Please spread the word if you're able to. And on the air every morning these days on K-Wolf 101.5 in St. Louis and still 101.7 West and beyond and online at kwolf.com, 530 to 10 every morning playing rock and Americana. We hope you can join us. That's it. Talking to you tomorrow morning. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Oh my God. Why did you tell me that? Now I got to go out and kill my wife. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.